What's up, family? Um, we're back with another episode of Good News Podcast. I am your host, Brandon. I have my co-host with me. Yep, yep. Gentlemen. Benny here. Hey, hey. Once again. Praise God. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so we're we're definitely in interesting times. As of mm. today, we are in the throes of the coronavirus outbreak. And um, a lot of emotions going on, a lot of confusion. You know, people are, most people are quarantined in their homes. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, there's a level of fear with trying to adjust to this virus and uh, really stay safe. So we think this is a perfect time to yeah. touch on that and um, really speak about fear and, you know, what we can do to combat the spirit of fear and mm-hmm. what the word says about how we are to handle ourselves and to operate in times like these. So before we get into it, we want to just jump into prayer. Uh, we want to pray for all of our listeners before we really jump into the meat of the episode. Dear Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to continue to get together, even if it is virtually, Lord, to be able to fellowship and congregate in such a way, Lord, um, where two or more gathered you are there, Lord, and uh, we thank you for that, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that people are not afraid to be able to congregate, Lord. We know that we have to be careful about spreading this to people who are vulnerable. Um, but may we use your spirit and not our own minds, Lord, and not lean on our own understanding, Lord, when it comes to being able to touch people, their lives, whether it be physically, whether it be over the line or over a phone, Lord, um, help us, Lord, to um, be able to continue to fellowship um, yeah. without fear, Lord. And we pray over this world, Lord, this yeah. this glimpse of what may come, Lord, when the enemy comes to um, try to take over, Lord. And Lord, we pray, Lord, that this world quells their um, anxiety and their fear and help them, dear Lord, to love, to see that people are with you, Lord, that there's Christians out here that, that, um, and those Christians, Lord, that they love on each other and that we may hear each other and understand each other and um, be patient with each other and, and love on each other, dear Lord, through the grocery lines, through, you know, Costco's or Walmart, what have you, Lord, help us, Lord, continue to be brothers and sisters and know that, you know, it's not the enemy, that we're not the enemies that we fight against um, principalities of the air, Lord. And um, we pray, Lord, over this world, Lord. We pray over those who are sick, Lord, who may think that they're sick, Lord. May you heal them, Lord. May you put your hands on them and may they be comforted, dear Lord, um, through you. Um, and we thank you for all that you've done, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And and it's real real wild, too, because the timing, as we were talking about that earlier, like for the listeners out there, we after we did the Jesus is God episode, we were planning to do a fear episode way back in like January, right? Something like that. Yeah. And then, you know, we had everything set up and then the things happened with, with my mom. And then we, we decided the Lord was saying to do that testimony episode. And then it's like, all right, we're going to get back to fear. And then look what happens. Like the coronavirus pops off. And so this timing, like it's timing, like Brandon was saying, it's just like, it's so God, right? It's so perfect. 
because we had this thing lined up before coronavirus was even like really, really growing, um, even in China. So it's just uh, interesting to see how the timing works out. Yeah, man. We're all having to work from home. I mean, it, the <laughs> world is literally changing. Yeah. I mean, it literally like it went from um, Monday. Um, I mean, uh, Friday. I remember my um, manager called me and told me um, you need to come on Monday to pick up some screens for mm -hmm. working at home. And I'm like, uh, for real? Okay. <laughs> you know, and there's, there's so much, you talk to people and there's a desperation, there's fear and there's like, like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm not empathizing, but yeah. do we ever know what's coming? Do we ever know? And then we live our lives, you know, God says, you say you want to go to, and I'm paraphrasing, you want to go here and there and do business and come back. Right. Don't you know you're a whiff of air here today and gone tomorrow? Mm. Like, we don't know. Like, we make plans, like the, the verse is saying, we got to go to Italy or we got to go to France and do business. But we didn't, nobody saw this coming. And so everyone had to change their plans yeah all at the same time things were canceled yeah. um, meetings the nba yeah sports events i mean the ncaa tournament was canceled i mean you know how much money yeah. they they turned their backs on i mean mm. and that was like they said it was like 80 some years since it been canceled last something like that yeah do we know what what was it what was it that they canceled it for last time i think it was during one of the world wars oh okay yeah, my history is. yeah yeah i think so yeah man it shows you how fickle the world is um how a virus can just literally shut down the world and, mm -hmm. and change how we go about our day-to-day -day lives and viruses you can't really see them with the naked eye right mm -hmm. um and so this whole idea that like the unseen and the unseen can control the things that we do see. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I think in these times we really get a chance to see what, well, well, one that, that, you know, people who put their stock in this world, that's not a solid foundation to, to stand Amen. on because the world yeah. can change in a, in a split second, which we've seen it um, over these past couple of weeks. Uh, and so I think this virus shows us kind of where we stand. Like it's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity. I think it reveals our hearts, reveals what we put our faith in, yeah. reveals yep. who we trust. So do we trust the world or do we trust in in the father who uh, mm -hmm. whose word gives us the blueprint? He, he foretells of, of these kind of things occurring in the world. So yeah. Um, you know, us as believers, we we know how we are to to react in, in these kind of situations, but there are many who don't. So hopefully this podcast is, is just one of the many methods that us as believers can use to get the word out to people and maybe help them to navigate through these times. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, Brandon, can you talk about that, that comparison you made to the... Uh the word coronavirus and the oh, base yeah. word. Yeah. Yeah. That was a so, good point. 
about a week ago, I was um, chilling with my wife. We were talking about the coronavirus and the the word corona. I was like, what? Like, what's the significance of that of that word? Right? Like, I was thinking corona. You know, I think I was thinking like, is there some kind of connection to the heart? Mm. Um, and so I looked up the word corona, and it it didn't really mention um, the heart. It mentioned like the sun. It it mentioned like uh, like a crown, things like that. Um, but I was like, mm. no, nah, I think there's there's some kind of connection to the heart. And so I looked up coronary, mm. you know, which is the root word corona, and it it says of or or of or relating to the heart. And so I was like, interesting. And um, from there, I kind of just drew the conclusion that maybe the coronavirus is revealing men's hearts. Mm. Mm. Um, and, yeah. and so, you know, for me, it kind of made me, it kind of forced me to, to look at my heart and say, yeah. do I trust you, God? You know, this is something, this mm. virus is something that I can't see that I can't necessarily control. I can try to mitigate, but at the, at the end of the day, I can't control this virus, you know, I, like I go to the grocery store, like I might be exposed, you know, when I'm, when I'm out and about. So it really exposes, yeah. who do I put my faith in? Who do I Ooh. put my trust in? Mm -hmm. and, and so, and then it also shows me some of my weak spots in my faith, yep. right? Things yeah. that I need to tighten up. So yeah. And in the Bible, it says that men's hearts will fail them for fear, mm. yeah. you know, and, 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 like tribulations and things like that. So some people are being dominated by fear, and, yeah. you know, and their, their hearts, it's revealing in their hearts that, that they're succumbing to the fear that the enemy is, is, is pumping, right? Like there's like made no mistake. There's, there's a, you know, there's a real threat. The virus is, it's a real yeah. thing, but God is in ultimate control. And so yeah. God has dominion over pestilences and, and, you know, all attacks of the enemy. So yeah. Yeah. Um, we as believers believe that we will be protected if it is in God's will. God has the ability yeah. to, to cover and protect us. So yeah. we choose yeah. to to live by faith, stand on his yeah. word and not be controlled by the fear that's being uh, pumped through, you know, the media and, and other um, yeah. outlets. Yeah. Can I read, Benny, put mm -hmm. this on our hearts, Psalms 91, and it just, it just, has been giving me a lot of courage through these times. Do you guys mind if I read hey, this read it. aloud? Go ahead, bro. Go for it. This is uh, Psalms 91, NIV. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will hmm. rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely, he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it, wow. goes, it goes on, yeah. 
Yeah, man. It goes on to, you know, talk about how God is continuously being there and uh, thwarting evil doers around you and, you know, how we as children, his children, will overcome. Yeah, man. Wow. Wow. Amen. Amen, man. That word. And yeah, that psalm has been, as soon as this thing first started, like, or, you know, really kind of got it large in, in, I think it was the late January or early February. I just felt Psalms 91 was something and that just had, was playing in my spirit. And then, you know, we listened to other believers and it was kind of like the Holy Spirit was talking to people because everybody, that, that Psalm in particular kept coming up. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's not to say that as believers, we don't have moments of fear. That's just a natural thing, but exactly. it's like, God doesn't call us to sit in it. Uh, you know, I have, I get nervous sometimes and enemy tries to play tricks on me. Like, Oh snap, you know, you touch that, you know, go ahead and wash your hands. You man, you can, you'll get coronavirus, you know? And that's just like, all right, first of all, slow your roll. You know, God, I have to like pull myself back out of that. Like, slow your roll. God's got this, like, I'm gonna wash my hands, but I'm trusting that no matter what happens, like I'm not to be fearful in this moment, I'm not going to like be paranoid and like really, really start, like you were saying, Such making decisions based out of fear, you know? And that's one of the things that I think we should touch on too, is like taking it back a step. Like what, 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 what is fear like biblically? You know what I mean? Or, or what do we feel like fear is kind of defined from a God sense, from our, you know, from our understanding, like, what do y'all feel about that? I know that, it's been told of me and um, it's been true my whole life that whenever we make a decision based on anger, mm. hunger, or fear, we will make a bad decision. You know, um, when I say hunger, I mean a desperation, mm. you know. Okay. We're scared that this will happen, so we're going to go and do this. Yeah. We should always always base our decisions on what the spirit wants us to do and it's it's something that we have to put in practice um on a you know moment to moment basis lord what should i do right now yeah what do you want me to do you know and it's been told like you know what i don't know what he's saying and that's okay i think that's okay yeah but i think that the act of even putting him first before we make the decision, right? You know, like, what's your will, Lord? Like, do you want me to get money? Do you want me to get this job? Do you want me to make this move? And it's not even like large, uh, or, you know, big decisions, but like, these little decisions, you know, like, yeah. you know, Lord, should I go to the grocery store right now? Or should I try to order it? You know, like, mm. should I go to the park? You know, yeah. There's, there's people out there right now and I don't, you know, I'm scared, but I want to get some air and I need some air and I need to get out there. I think about the avenues that this virus used to spread like wildfire, like nothing else we've seen before in any of our lifetimes. And it makes me think, why can't the gospel spread like this? And I know it can. When Jesus came, and he died on the cross and um, rose again. It was a perfect time to spread the gospel because at that time, the Romans had just built 
infrastructure and roadways to be able to move ar around a lot easier than it was prior to that. So Paul and Peter and the disciples, when the disciples were spread out because of what happened to um, Stephen, they weren't even trying to leave, but God pushed them out. The result of it was what we have now, the church, the body in this world. And we need to come together and be able to be like, if it's if if I can't talk to you, if I can't see you physically, I can I can at least do this and get on the radio waves, get on the internet and just bless people in some way, some shape or form and just let them know that God loves them and God's still there. Yeah. And maybe you can do that on a small note, right? People at a grocery line. I'm going to admit that I'm falling short of that, you know, and I'm, I'm working on that myself. You know? mm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Spreading that yeah, word. I think, yeah, I think fear, um, I think it's like a tactic that the enemy uses mm. um, to keep us from doing God's will. Like mm. you look at yeah. countless stories in the Bible um, where God has called, you know, called man to do something for him. And, you know, the enemy will come in and, you know, target the flesh and put that person up against fear. So it's like, it's fear versus what, what God, what God said. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's just an, you know, a tactic that the enemy uses um, to keep us in place, to keep us from manifesting what God wants to do in the world. Mm. So it says, love casteth out fear so you know i think you know we need to operate in love and when we're operating in love when we're operating um, in unison with god when we're connected then that love that we have for god and that god has for us will allow us to push through the fear that we feel right Amen. fear because yeah. fear is i mean it's fear is something that we we do experience yep. as exactly. believers but are you going to be ruled by the fear or are you going to be ruled by, by love? Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And, and, you know, God says really just he says, fear him, right? Like fear, yeah. fear ye, fear ye him. Meaning that if, if you're going to fear anything, <laughs> it, yeah. it should be not doing God's will. That should, that should be yeah. the real fear. Yeah. Right. Man. And it's like a Ooh. respect type fear, like how you would respect your, you know, your parents type of thing. Not like yeah. a, I'm scared. Somebody's out to get me type. Yeah. Like, fleshly it's a different type of i believe at least a different type of yeah like if, if i yeah if i if i do this god is going to punish me and you know he's not going to love me or he's yeah. not going to help my family out you know and so you do it out of it's like my boy pastor aunt says you know um fire insurance we do it because we don't want to go to hell that's not why that's not that's we do it because we love god mm. Mm. And God loves us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Second Timothy verse, uh, chapter one, verse seven says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so that kind of talked about what you were talking about, Brandon. Like it, it kind of gives you a hint. Eric, it really kind of indirectly defines what's or directly actually uh, defines what fear is. It's like a spirit. And kind of talks. Mm. It kind of gets to what you were saying, Suge, earlier. Like we don't fight against flesh and blood, but of spirits yeah. and principalities, rules of the air. And so it has a it, it has a uh, a spiritual component at its origin. I would say, based on what the Bible yes. is saying, you know. And so what you were saying, Brandon, like perfect love casts out like all fear. Whenever you see the Bible, like 
and from what I was reading, it's talking about casting out. It's casting out, like casting out. Jesus cast out spirits from people, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, man, like that's. But doesn't mean you don't feel it because the enemy still is the god of this world. He's still operating, but we have power over that through Christ and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So it's like how you, you know, someone who's beating you down, but you have power over them. It's kind of like you're that big person and that little person is walking around. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad example, but you know what I'm saying? You, you have that strength that you, we have that strength through Christ that sometimes we forget we have. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just get hit and sometimes just taking it like that fear could just hit you and you sit in it. And it's like, hold on, man. Like, I know my authority in Christ, man. I got to like exactly. step up out of this, you know, and yeah. and sometimes move forward in that. Like you were saying, um, Brandon, like there's plenty of stories of people who are fearful. But then with that fear, like they move forward and that was courageous to God. Like be 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 courageous, even amidst mm-hmm. what you feel sometimes moving forward, taking that step and, yeah. and pushing through is, is what God says. You know, be strong, and courageous. He told that to Joshua. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, when you're up against that, when you see stuff with your eyes, like real quick story in Numbers, in, the, in Numbers chapter 13, 14, where the Israelites, right, were leaving, they left Exodus and they were going into the promised land. And Moses has sent out like these 12 Israelite spies to kind of check out the land of Canaan, which is now what we know as Israel. And they went in there and they, they saw these giants, you know what I'm saying? And they came back and gave a report and they were shook. They were like, yo, we're like, we're about the size. We can't defeat them. We're like the size of grasshoppers, you know. Well, mm-hmm. ten of the twelve said that, and 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 it, and it spread that fear. It said the Bible said it it made the other Israelites' hearts melt. You know what I'm mm. saying? And it just spread. And God was so upset with how that fear, the spirit of fear, just spread through His people when He already told them, "That's your land. That's what I promised you." That He mm. was about to like murk them with, allow pestilence to come on them. He was allow. He's going to allow disease to come on them as a judgment, but. But Moses kind of like lamented for the people and stuff, and God held back. But yeah. you know, anyways, uh, yeah, man, it's spirit, uh, fear, a spirit according to the Bible. Yeah, and like you said, Suj, about how you know the virus is, is spreading in these times, and how fear is spreading, and you know, against that backdrop, why can't faith spread? Why can't mm-hmm. the gospel spread? And yeah. I think by us acting in faith and in love, by standing on what God says it, it may look different to the world it might look, be seen exactly. as foolish to the world but at the yeah. same time could you imagine the power of of the demonstration of of you know stepping out in faith and in love um during a time where everybody's fearful and, and people seeing that and that energy spreading to the masses like like how you said yeah. how fear can spread mm. Love can spread, faith can spread, mm. you know, by by our demonstration. So, yeah, um, and I think sometimes fear can take the the form of being afraid of what other people may think of what we do, what we're doing. Exactly right. Mm. That social backlash. I think that that's a a big big part of one of the uh, tactics that the enemy uses. So, wow. we might have to be we might have to do things that that might not make sense to to everybody else. Exactly. Yep. Yep. But we'll see the fruits of it on the other side of being obedient to yep. what God tells us to do in, in you know in those situations. Yeah, man. We forget this is not this is not our home, right? And yep. you know, we're like, man, I'm scared I'm gonna get the coronavirus. Bro, if you get the coronavirus, God was there, God's still there. 
and mm-hmm. he'll continue to be there. And you acting like you getting the coronavirus is the end of the, you know, like, oh man, I'm, I got the coronavirus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro, it's, man, it don't matter. God yeah. wants you to have the coronavirus because there's a reason for it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we we got to show our light. I remember Benny saying, we got to be able to show that we don't have fear and that we have courage just for a conversation to somebody who doesn't know Christ mm-hmm. so that they can ask us, why? What yeah. what what are you basing your courage on? What are yeah. you basing? Why are you, why are you not scared? It gives us an opportunity to be able to share the gospel, yeah, which mm-hmm. should be spread. You know what I mean? And I really think that uh, God is making a way through this virus yeah. <laughs> of all things yeah. to be able to open up the gospel to people, you know, to be able somebody, some missionary to be able to love on somebody, you know, and that's, that's my hope, man. That's my prayer yeah. that we love in spite of this, that we are not scared to love. And amongst all the things going on in the world that God allows to happen because he gave us free will. Right. And so with that, there's sin and, and there's judgments and, and there's things that happen. It's not like God's causing these things, right? They're just happening, but he's allowing them to happen. Because at the end of the day, like the Bible says, his word will accomplish what he sets it up to do. Like everything will end up giving God the glory. Um, and so kind of like what you were saying, Such, too, the looking back at like, you know, if you get coronavirus, right? I know understanding like, okay, now I, I want to make sure other people around me don't get it. And there's a practical piece to that, right? Which we exactly, should be considered yeah. to others, especially with families and things like that. I know you Brandon got kids and stuff. And it's like, it's not like we're discounting that, and, you know, for the listeners, it's like, it's just the trust aspect and like, okay, I'm gonna be practical. I'm gonna make sure that I'm clean and stuff. But if I'm, if I get it and I'm doing all these things, that's the, that's what kind of suits. I feel like you're talking, right? Like, correct me if I'm exactly. wrong. Like if I, if I'm doing all these practical things and I get it, that means God allowed it to come on me for a reason. And so that's what seeking him. Yeah. Seeking him for and trusting that, like, I can still be safe around other people. You know what I mean? And it's not like I'm out here being careless. And yeah, I mean, this whole thing brought up a whole thought. And I think I talked to y'all about this offline, but like, this is a good for believers, at least people who believe in Jesus. This is a, uh, uh, like you were saying, Brandon, a test, or I would say a, it shows, it highlights the different, the subjectivity of faith in, in the, in the, in the Christian community, right? Because on the one side you have wisdom. I look at it, but on the other side, there's, it's, it's like a balance between wisdom, like worldly wisdom and practicality and faith. And it's, and where that line crosses over, if it's like, I'm using, you're calling it wisdom, but now you're doing something that is hindering your faith. Or vice versa, you're calling it faith, but you're just actually being careless or maybe testing God, which he says don't do. Mm-hmm. Like well, that line is, it seems like it's it's being subjective from like person to person, couple, family to family. And that's the line where it's like, it's, this is a times like this is where I've found, at least in my life and, you know, with my wife and friends and stuff that it brings up a good conversation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of like where that balance is and, and, and. And I found that this has been a um, productive thing, not to say like coronavirus is productive, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying like, because of the world we live in and what's going on, some of these conversations have been productive in determining 
at least for me, like, what is my, what is my line in this? Like, where is it that I'm actually excusing wisdom for actually just being scared? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and doing something, you know, and calling it wisdom, but I'm really just scared. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm mm-hmm. making this decision versus like, nah, I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a stand on faith on this and, and, yeah. and trust that God's calling me to do this one thing or whatever. Right. Like it's an interesting time we're in. Um, definitely. I, I was in the grocery line and I got a phone call from a friend mm-hmm. and so I was planning to play some basketball and to go on a hike that day. And this is last Saturday being the uh, 14th. Okay. And so he's saying, you know, you got to watch your uh, immune system because if you go out there and you play basketball and you go hiking, your immune system will go down and you will be more susceptible to the virus. Mm. And, you know, my uh, speaking that first, over you, huh? yeah, so my, so my first initial thought was like, bro, I'm rebuking that I'm, you know, I don't, I can't receive that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we can't, we can't forsake what God's calling us to do. And I'm not saying like, God's like, Hey, suit, you got to go and play ball. And you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> go cross them up, dude. Yeah. Go cross somebody up and then go, you know what I mean? But I'm like, at the end of the day, like we can't, we time, can't man. base our decision based on fear. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, dang, man, my immune system's going down, man. Like, and I have to say, man, like, I know this dude loves me, man. He's calling yeah. me, he's concerned, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. but I couldn't, I couldn't take that. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't hear that. My spirit, everything in me was like, no, mm. no, that's what the enemy wants us to think. That's what the enemy, how the enemy wants us to act. We can't mm. be like that. You know what I'm saying? We still got to be out and be able to congregate with our friends and fellowship. With and that's as men, that's how we fellowship, right? You know what I'm saying? That's how mm-hmm. we, that's how we get into each other's lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I love a conversation, man, but there ain't nothing like getting with some dudes, uh, some brothers yeah. and just shooting hoops and you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And so on my way home from the grocery store, God put on my mind and heart, the story of Paul and how Paul was going into Jerusalem. And this is when he was eventually shackled and taken or asked to go see Caesar, but he was jailed essentially. And Mm. I'm going to go ahead and if I can, y'all, let me read this, the verse for y'all. All All right. right. And you got to see my little home, man. I ain't got nothing but computer stuff, man. It's like. Keep computers putin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like. I I can't even find like a light switch and stuff, man. It's crazy. But um, it's Acts twenty one verse um seven, and this is um this is uh Paul. I mean, I'm sorry. This is uh Luke talking. We continued our voyage from Tyre and landed at Palme where we greeted the brothers and sisters and stayed with them for a day. Mm-hmm. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip, the evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. 
Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way, the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. Mm. When we heard this, we and the people then pleaded with Paul not to go to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. When he would not be dissuaded, he gave, we gave up and said, The Lord's will be done. This man mm. took his belt tied it around him and said, this is how you're going to go. And Paul's like, okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he wasn't wrong, though. Yeah, he, he was right. He wasn't wrong. This is, that's exactly what happened. And Paul said, okay, thank you. But this mm -hmm. is what God's calling me to do. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. Even though I know yeah. this is going to happen to me. Like this man was given a gift from God to tell Paul, what was going to happen. God gave him a gift to tell him what he was going to do to Paul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's right. And my point is, though, that God's going to call us to do yep. crazy things that nobody's going to agree with, that that experts are going to be like, man, yo, you can't do that. That's going to hurt your immune system. That's that you're going to you're going to spread the virus. And I mean, I, I know I know. People are like, man, yo, you, you got to be wise. You got to be, you got to, you got to think practically. You got to listen to experts, man. There's no other expert no. that Preach. that's over God. God told this man, God gave him the gift to be able to prophesize. And he yeah. was right. And then Paul was like, man, this is what God's calling me to do. Yeah. And I thank you. But mm. I still got to, I still got to do this for, this is my purpose. It reminds me that, you know, we can't love our lives so much that we're willing to do anything bro. to, to save it. Bro. Yeah, the Bible says those who, who try to save their lives shall lose it. And those Amen. who will lose their lives shall, shall find it. And then going back to last episode, like to live is Christ and to die is gain. Like mm -hmm. that, like you have to be living with, with that in your spirit in order to do the, those things in order to, to, to go into dangerous territory, yeah. you know, by the will of God, like Paul's sole purpose was to do God's will. And so whatever came with that, he was willing to accept that because it's like, if he, if he's, if he's in the flesh, if he's here on earth, then he's going to be doing God's will. Mm. If he dies, then he's going to be, he's going to be with the father. So either way, either way, it's, it's, it's win, 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 you know? Yeah, man, that's deep. And it's like, even outside of this coronavirus situation, right? It just goes to speak to how you were saying, Brandon, these times, like this is a time where we need to be close to God mm -hmm. because as we build our relationships, every single one of us who believe in Christ, you know, it's like any relationship. As we build our relationship, we know how to hear his voice. We know it's so important to know when he's speaking and when he's not speaking because like you were saying, Such, there's going to be a time in, uh, in every Christian's life, every believer's life with the Holy Spirit, where God's going to ask you to do something that seems crazy or just seems not practical. And, 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 and it's, it's recorded all through the Bible. 
you know, a lot of stories are like that. I mean, crazy extreme ones and some are not are not so extreme. It might not it might be little things, right? But like for for specifically for this coronavirus, right? Let's just say God with all these mandates happening and you're praying to God and then all of a sudden you you know, you go for a walk, right? You're just giving a hypothetical and then you feel in your spirit as you see someone. It could be like I say it's a homeless person and you see that person, right? And, and they're saying, stay, keep your social distance. But God's in your spirit saying, go pray for that person and actually put your hands on that person and give them a hug because they need it. What you yeah. going to do? You know what I'm saying? What yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? I'm telling you, bro. That's his example, right? Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, we would hesitate, right? We would, you know what I'm saying? But if we learn from Paul, man, we would, we would take it. We could take it on. Yeah. Head on. Yep. But on the flip side too, right? Because this has happened to me. <laughs> As you you know, you live and you learn. I thought I would hear something from God and it did not be from God. And now I'm just mm-hmm. like out here doing something that can leave that would that I paid the price for because exactly. come to find out it wasn't God. It was just my imagination, my own flesh wanting to do yeah. something. And so that's why it's like, you know, I, and I'm still working through this, right, with my faith. Yeah. And I think we all still, no matter how long you've been walking with Christ, you still have to continue to learn and, and learn to to hear and know when it's him and all that. Because you can get tripped up too. You know what I'm saying? You can get mm-hmm. tripped up and do something that leaves you and leaves other people exposed uh, because you're moving out on your own will. Yeah. I think about Galatians, the fruit of spirits. So in Galatians... You you bring up a great point, man. Being able to discern a a word from God or from the enemy or, or our flesh, right? And that's the hard part. Like, are we stepping out because we're trying to prove something? We're trying to impress somebody. We're trying to prove something to ourselves. We want something, some selfish need, or are we doing this for God's approval? But the fruit of the spirit. And I've always I've always thought of this as God's voice gives us love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm. Against such things there is no law. But before that, it it gives us what the flesh desires. The acts of the flesh are obvious: sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And that's verse 19. And just to be able to, I, I know it just took a left there, but just be able to discern because, Benny, that's that's a great point. We don't want to put ourselves out there in, in danger or in risk because we're like, you know, we got we to gotta be faithful. Yeah. Sometimes God is like, no, nah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting. You you kind of, you know, you talked about the fruits of the spirit and then like the, the kind of the fleshly stuff. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like just in, in these times that we're in with this coronavirus pandemic, it's like you'll see you'll see both sides of the, of the spectrum. Mm. Right. Yeah. Like you'll see you'll see when things like this happen that you'll see like the fruits of the flesh kind of come to bear. Right. Mm. People like they maybe not know how to handle themselves in these situations, so mm. you know they resort to, to sexual immorality, to drunkenness, 
mm. you know, all, all these, all these different things. But with us as believers, it says joy, it yeah. says peace. Those, mm-hmm. you know, that flies in the face of what kind of how the world is acting right now. Yeah. Like how, how you, how do you have joy and peace in a time like this? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, it's a spiritual thing that, that belies like fleshly understanding, you know, yeah. and like what you're saying, Such, like if people see that you have peace and joy, that's going to be attractive. That's, that's a fruit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so you see, you see a yeah. fruit on a tree and be like, you're going to be drawn to that. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to want to, you know, you might want to see what that's about. Yeah. And I feel like it's not like a mutually exclusive thing to have joy, like in your existence, but yet feel the compassion, the empathy, even sometimes the sadness for the things that are going on in the world. But it's, it's, I feel like in what you were kind of saying, Brandon, that peace and joy though, that sadness and empathy that you feel in thing is like temporary, you know, when you, when you think about when you pray and when you think about what's going on in the world, yeah, it, 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 I feel at least for me, it bubbles up into like, dang, you know, this is, this sucks what's going on. But at the same time, my existence, the underlying core is joy and that peace of like amongst all that's going on in this world on the surface level in the inside and like inside of me it's like i'm calm still there's mm-hmm. a calming and and that i mean for me that's actually personally that's been getting better i was i know i talked about it last episode that it's the joy has been in and out but yeah it's there you know what i'm saying and it's growing um personally but yeah man that joy and peace man it's something that comes that what does it say the bible says it surpasses all understanding like how can you be yeah at peace with all this going on you know and and sometimes you might not be and i mean like you were saying brandon this is a shaking or this is a, a time of pressure a time that shows some of the holes maybe in your faith or in our walk right like mm-hmm. I, I had this when somebody brought when you bring this up and in, in another i think another believer brought this up that i heard on um, youtube i had like this thought of like you know imagine you know you're a believer and you're like a um, a balloon and the balloon's full of water, but it has these tiny, tiny, tiny holes in it, enough to where you can't really see where the water's coming out. But then like times like this, when you squeeze that balloon, those holes are more pro- prominent, right? Because you see the water start squirting out of it. And it's like, mm-hmm. during these times, what's bubbling up? Um, I heard someone say, what's going to bubble up in these moments? Is it going to be joy, peace? That's going to be the majority of what you feel, or is it going to be fear and anxiety and all that? And it's not to say that those feelings aren't valid, but it could be a good thing that that's coming up, especially as those who are listening are believers, because even not believers, because it could be something that God's calling you to 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 him to to deal with right now, because he wants to work out a good thing in us. You know what I'm saying? And work those things out. Like, why are you feeling fear? You know, why yeah. are you feeling these anxieties? Come to me with that. I can help you with that. Yeah, yeah bro. Um, my fault. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um. I was thinking about that, man, and that's exact. I mean, the coronavirus and the situation that is happening is is shaking us. It's stirring us up, and mm. and God wants to take that. He's gonna shake us up, right? That's what the Bible says, and mm. He's purifying us through this, right? He's like, I want you to see what what you're actually seeing, what I actually know about you. A lot of things are coming up in me that I didn't, and we're forced to deal with them. And I think that it's unprecedented that the world 
has to see it at all at the same time. We're all forced to look at each other and be like, man, I got to work on this. Mm-hmm. Some people don't know that, you know what I mean? But we as Christians, we see it and we're like, man, this is something I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to look at. Right. And that's what this situation is. It's doing it simultaneously to all of us. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, and I was praying the other day for that joy that y'all were talking about, you know, that peace that God gives us. And it just, it just feels so good. And I'm not saying that I don't feel bad about what's going on. That's not at all. But is it okay to be okay? Right? Isn't mm. it? Isn't it? It should be. Mm. It should be. Right? And I'm like, yeah. I see all this fear and I'm like, man, we, we got to be able to show the world that that's not the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think like you're saying, Benny, too, like, you know, you can have this joy, but also have this sort of compassion for others. And I think that compassion drives us to um, like to spread the gospel, Mm. like to really to love on people. And I think the joy, the joy and the peace allows us to, to do that. So it's one thing it's one thing to have compassion for someone. But if you don't have the peace in your ruled by fear, Mm -hmm. it might not allow you to express, to really take that next step and help someone that you have compassion for, or to to love on somebody that you actually have compassion for in your heart and mind. So I think those, those things work in tandem. It's like, yeah, we, we care for people, but we also have peace and joy. So that allows us to stand up in the face of fear and actually do what's on our heart, Mm -hmm. you know, do, do what God put in our spirit to do. Yeah. And then, I don't even know where I heard this. Maybe Sucha heard this from your pastor, but like with fear, you were saying, they were saying like fear is like faith in something going wrong. Like putting, mm. you foreseeing something happening that hasn't happened yet or based on what you see, you know, in like Joshua in the Bible had fear, like when he when he knew he had to go into the, to the land to do the, do the work, but that's when God was like, in Joshua 1 and 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, mm-hmm. nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And I, I think that one of the key things that stuck out to me in all of this, when, when fear does pop up because it's a spirit, is to remember that God is, is with us. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. He's like in us. He's with us. We're part of his body. And not to say that like fear isn't valid, but it's what are you going to do about it? when it pops up, are you going to, what's your next step when it, mm-hmm. when you're, when you, when you have a decision or what's your next step when something causes fear uh, in you, right? Are you going to call on God? Are you going to take a step back and, and rely on the peace and try to, you know, recenter yourself? We all have a choice in those moments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and so I think about the story of when disciples were on the boat with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the storm came and they got scared, you know what I'm saying? And who wouldn't get scared, right? But where was Jesus at? They, he was there sleeping. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it's not like he was indifferent about it. It was just that he knew who had his back. You know, he knew what he was, what, how, you know, he knew his authority, first of all, but he knew what, he knew God. He knew his his will was supposed to be for what God was doing and God was there. Yeah. And, and then the disciples Throughout all that, they were like, they forgot that Jesus was right there with them in the storm. Like, 
And sometimes wow. I guess you could forget that, right? Like he was right there with them and they were yeah. still nervous and, and, that, and that fear overtook the fact them, you know, overtook them remembering that Jesus was right there with them. They just called on him, yes, to help save them, which is a good point in that too. But like, I don't know, man, sometimes it's, it's real quick, easy to forget about God when you, when something's really pressed upon you. And maybe the times like this is a, a perfect example. Yeah. Perfect example, folks. And so. 100%, man. But yeah, man, how do we encourage the folks? I know the word, there's plenty of, like I was just read Josh 1 and 9. Sometimes you just need courage in these moments to take a, take a leap of faith in God's direction instead of a leap in fear's direction. You know, how do you, how do yeah. you handle these how do y'all handle these moments where you might feel a little nervous or whatever? Yeah, I think for me, it's just going back to the source, praying to God, asking for direction, for clarity, looking into my Bible. His word never comes back void. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So, you know, really just understanding that I don't have any authority in and of myself. I don't have any control in and of myself. And these times remind me of that, that I don't have control. And so I go back to the person who who is in control, and that's that's God. So, so yeah, it, it's 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 that just like looking looking at the world through the lens of the Word. Yeah, that allows me to to draw different conclusions than what other people may may draw, what other people may take from seeing what's going on in the, in the world. So that that's what I always kind of do is I kind of filter what my eyes see through mm-hmm. through what the word says. In addition to that, it's it's talking to to you guys too, mm-hmm. you know, talking yeah. to fellow believers, talking to my wife, talking to friends, getting encouragement there. Really, just kind of pouring into each other, and that goes back to the whole body of Christ, right? The the body, the importance of the body. A disjointed body is is very limited in, in what it can mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. but when we come together, that's when we're stronger. And, and that's when we are able to to manifest things that we can't do necessarily alone. So that's what I do. Pray, praying and fasting. Fasting yeah. is another thing, you know, that, that God's been putting on my heart is especially it's interesting with, you know, people running to the grocery store and things like that and resources being kind of squeezed. It's a good time to fast. And people who are, you know, who are already fasting before, it's like, what if, you know, what if it, we really get into a, a tight squeeze and, mm-hmm. and food is really short, you know? Oh, like, yeah fasting would really come in handy you know obviously yeah. there's a there's a spiritual component which is which is primary but secondarily your body doesn't need as much food to sustain so yeah eating off his word so yeah um yeah. you know there's something something to, to think about um brandon i think that all of those are exactly what we should do bro i mm-hmm. i gotta second all that man i mean we have to understand like you said man who's our source and we got to go back. We got to take our courage from him because our man-made courage is like bravado, man. It's like, it's a smoke and mirrors, man. You know what I mean? It's just putting up a front, but the real courage is from God yeah. and that's our source. And so we got to lean on him and not our own understanding, not our own fear or saying, I got this. Yeah, I got this. I can do this. You know what I mean? But Lord, you got me. Yeah. I know you got me. You've you've done this before for me. Mm-hmm. And mm. you're not going to stop today and you're not going to stop tomorrow. So mm. you've took me through a lot already. And so I yeah. know, you know, playing back all the victories in my head that you still got me. Yeah, yeah. 
Amen. That's deep, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I wish but just just with with you all, man. Like there's times where I might have moments of like I wouldn't say paranoia, but like the enemy would try to put a thought in my head, like, oh man, like I should probably spray this or or, or wash this or whatever. Like and and well that's a normal thought, but then like after that, the deeper thought would be like, Yeah, you you you're gonna catch coronavirus, watch. And then I'd be like, Hold on, hold on, no, I, I reject that. I resist that because the Lord is my shepherd. I shut I want. And I'll just quote, I'll fire back with scripture as Jesus did when he was in the wilderness. I usually just try to fire back with some scripture in those moments and be like, you know, I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Christ who has, That's good. who's seated at the right hand of the father who has all um, power to tread and gave us all power to tread on all serpents and scorpions. A, a serpent shall bite your hand and you will not, you know, you will not um, feel the effects is what the Bible will say. And so I just like quote scripture to kind of like ground me in those moments where it goes from being practical to paranoid. You know what I mean? Um, it tries to take that shift. And so I'm be trying to give the enemy an inch, you know what I'm saying? In these moments. Yeah, man. And that's been helpful for me. Really? And just focusing on God, man. Cause like lots of times I was just at a certain point, I was like, I'm tired. Truth be told, I was like, I'm tired of hearing about the coronavirus every two seconds yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know what i mean real talk i'm like i'm tired of talking about it i'm tired of like it's understandable to be informed but at a certain point it's too much you know what i'm saying you can be informed and get as much as you need and within a short amount of time in a day with the way we have resources and internet right you don't have to be looking at and that's just that's the part where the internet and and social media and all that is too much sometimes where yeah it's actually doing satan's job for him you know what i mean people doing it and so and spreading like fear and stuff and misinformation. I've heard one of the two biggest mistakes you can make about the enemy mm. is not thinking he exists. Mm-hmm. Mm. Facts. And mm-hmm. thinking too much about him. Yep. Mm. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know, and the same thing goes with here. It, there's a difference between being informed yep. and being obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we, 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 you know, I just encourage uh, other people out there to be like, man, have a balance, yep. you know, love on people and focus on that. Yep. Um, but still be able to understand what's going on, but don't be consumed by it, you know. Exactly. Because cause God checked me on this, man. Like, and I'm still working through this, but it was like, he's like, you're spending so much time on this coronavirus, but when was the last time you, you need to read my word? <laughs> How much are you praying with me or at least thinking about things of me and doing my work? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and I mean, that, that, that was been something that I was giving, I was giving more time to coronavirus than I was God. Yeah. Like real talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it happened with other things in my life, like NFL things, like just random things. And, and it's like to the point where we boost it up so much that it becomes an idol. Mm. You know what I mean? Not an idol since we're worshiping it, but we're spending so much time and effort and emotion and it just sways our emotions left and right. And and that's not what God calls us, you know, especially out of something out of fear. You know, that's not what God calls us the place to be in, man. He's like, yeah. stay in my presence. Stay with me. Focus on doing my will. Like Jesus was never concerned about his flesh and things like that, like too much. Right. He might have. But he always put God first. And that's what 
it's a good test, a good trial of yeah. God. Are you going to put God first in these times? You know what I'm saying? Or when you get with your people, are you going to talk about Corona? You know, these are other believers, right? Are you going to just talk about how coronavirus is affecting your lives most of the time? Or are you going to focus, try to like talk about that and bring it to God? You know what I mean? And like talk about how God is showing up in different ways or something. Yeah. You know what I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing. Like, like being in God's will, like when you're in God's will, like you know that he's going to see you through to whatever he wants to do through you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why like Jesus, he was able to go into different environments where, you know, you, it was, it, it'll be where like Jesus is, is correcting the Pharisees and the, and the, the scribes mm. and like they're getting all riled up. He's calling them hypocrites and whatnot. And, and they they want to kill him. Mm. But it's like he always escapes. You know, like, mm-hmm. like how, how did he get out of that that situation? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just slid, he just slid out, well, and that's I'm the thing. Glide on through. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. That's the confidence that 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 we have when, when we're doing God's will. That yeah. that we don't have to worry about like the attacks of the enemy. Like we're protected. You know, like yeah. like mm-hmm. when 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 uh the Pharisees and, and scribes when they when it was time for for Jesus to die on the cross. Like Jesus was like, I, I, I laid down my life. Like yeah. I'm not like, yeah. like they're not taking it. I'm I'm willingly laying it down. Yeah. Mm. He had the ability to call legions of angels, and it's like when we're in God's will, like we have His hand of protection. So we don't have to necessarily focus on like all the like, what ifs, what it because you yeah. you focus too much yeah. on the what ifs and the, and the the worst case scenario, then that's gonna prevent you. It's like focus. It's gonna it's gonna take away your focus. Yeah. Yeah. Fear prevents your purpose, right? Mm. God's purpose for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a, a word mm. for somebody. You know? Yeah, definitely. In a nutshell, yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. Goes deep. Deep as the abyss. So is that is that a rap or what? What are we doing? Uh, yeah, that's a rap. <laughs> Who yeah, does somebody wanna um press out? Uh, well, BK, I feel the, I feel the, the spirit moving through your brother. Yeah, 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 yeah bro. All right, all right. Thank you, Yahweh. Uh, thank you for your revelation. Thank you that your word says you will do nothing before you reveal it to your servants, the prophets. You give us your word, which tells us the times that we're in. It tells us the things to look out for, so we're not surprised when it starts to happen. That we can comfort, be comforted in you and. And um, Lord, I ask that for those who believe in you, God, that, that this is a time that they get closer to you, um, that they trust in you, um, that they use wisdom in the brains that you've given them, but also lean on you first for your wisdom and guidance um, in this situation and how to navigate this world. Because we know we feel that in these times that we're going to have to be close to you, God, and, and let us be obedient, God. I want, um, let us be obedient to your call when you call for us and let us want to be obedient and want to seek you in these times and not get sucked into what the media and what the world and what, what, you know, maybe our friends and our jobs and everything just wants to talk about. Let us not focus our attention on that and our hearts on that, but let's continue to stay steadfast and keep our hearts on you, God. And for those who, who don't believe in this time, God, let them have an honest moment with you, Lord. Maybe this is a time that you're calling people to you to, to that they hear the call and when they get alone, not with others and they forget all that they might've been taught or all that they might've, you know, told themselves who you are, God, and, and just mm-hmm. ask the question, God, are you real God? And we know you will show up for them. Like let them have that moment 
where they could be honest and ask yes. you to show up in their lives in this time. Yes, Lord. Ask for, for a true help and turn the hearts, God. The word says creating us a clean heart, renew a right spirit within us, God. And and so this time, God, I ask that you you help the doctors and the and the people find that are working on these things find a cure, God, because yes, this God. is we know this is not of your doing, but you allow it to happen for your glory at the end of the day. And let let you be glorified by, by them finding a cure, God, and and help the people. We know your your angels will guard us, God. You said. You said you said us to be for us to be courageous because you are always with us. Yes. So we thank you in this moment. We thank you. Uh, we always will continue to thank you for the life that you've given us. Just this day, God. Tomorrow is not promised for any of us. We just thank you for today, God. We love you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Cool. Cool. All right, that's a wrap, y'all. Um, yep, we hope yep. you enjoyed the episode. You know, please leave us some feedback. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, check out our website www.goodnews.is. Yes, sir. Yes, we'll continue to provide you with more content in the coming weeks. Um, we love you all. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands. But more importantly, <laughs> stay mm-hmm. prayed up. Yeah. You know, love on your family and and just use this this time wisely to um, just to spread love. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Love y'all. Peace. Love y'all. Peace. 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 peace.